American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Championship Friday. Welcome aboard, Big Sills. How you doing? Man. Kansas City and... Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What an absolutely great setting. This is going to be for Championship Sunday. The best football is played in the conference championship games. This is the best. The best of the best. By the way, I think all four teams, in my opinion, I think all four teams are the four best teams in the NFL. I think the NFL got it right. It went through the organ grinder, got down to the four teams, and the four best teams are here for Super Sunday. Can't wait to see this, man. AFC title game, we'll talk about that. Obviously, the NFC championship game. Man, I got to tell you guys something. So I want to show you this, how preposterous some of you people are and how ridiculous. So we said, and we made a comment yesterday, and it's now up to 77,000 people have viewed the clip on me saying that Brock Brock Purdy is better than Jalen Hurts. I'm not talking talent-wise. Just to reiterate one more time, it's financially feasible in what they're doing. It's got nothing to do with talent. But yet 90% of the people miss the point. When you pay your quarterback, the Eagles will be a lesser team than the 49ers because you got to pay your quarterback. That's not a Philly thing. That's an NFL thing. But some of you are so ignorant and you don't get it. It has nothing to do with who's better. Is Jalen Hurts better than Brock Purdy? Duh. That has nothing to do with the conversation I had yesterday. Nothing. Zero. The reason you're able to give Debo Samuel a contract extension or work on a brand new deal for Nick Bose is because the quarterback in San Francisco does exactly what Patrick Mahomes did but at a price tag of 900 grand. You can keep Tyree Kill in San Francisco. You can keep him. Why? The quarterback doesn't make more money than the wide receiver. The economics. This is the NFL. When you pay your star quarterback, that's why you got to get it right. Eagles didn't get it right with Wentz, did they? And they quickly moved off that. 
90% of those $40 million contracts don't work. That's all the point was. You better land on Patrick Mahomes. Watch this. Are any of the quarterbacks in the NFC Championship game in the room with Burrow and Mahomes? Absolutely not. Those are elite guys. The guys in the NFC title game, Jalen's a really good player. Pretty yet to be determined on what he is. I don't know what he is. I'm going to get to how you beat him here in a minute. Okay? That's all this is of a conversation. But yet some idiots have taken it where Salido's saying Brock Purdy's better financially. Even Peter King said that about having Brock Purdy in San Francisco is a better investment than having Dak Prescott in Dallas. And yet when I say it, and I use that same model in Philadelphia, people go, I hate things, Brock. That's not it. I'm telling you, man. But then again, I should know better than this because you know why? In my 30-year broadcasting career on radio, most people take 5% of what I say and hack it up into what their narrative is. Okay? That's all I was making a point on. The 49ers have three years of Brock Purdy salary at 900 grand. They're going to be a better team than Philadelphia. Over the next four years, they're going to be a better team than Philly. Because you're going to invest in your quarterback. San Francisco doesn't have to invest in their quarterback. Don't you get that point? You don't have to invest in your quarterback in San Francisco for three years. Philly, you do now. Niners will be... Then again, this is the reason that the Niners have been in the NFC Championship game three of the last four years. They haven't had to pay a quarterback. They've played a roster. Like I said yesterday, Joe Burrow's going to feel this, and so are the Bengals. That's why they're barking about taking less money already. You're going to have half rosters when you have $50 million quarterbacks. How is the... Howie's the executive. The only reason Howie's the executive of the year is because your quarterback makes 1.2 million. That's it. No other reason. None. And he was right on his free agents. Got to give him kudos. You pay to win. You see what Greasy says? You pay to win. Mahomes' contract is the only contract that has panned out so far. That's a $40 million deal. But yeah, people in Philly think the Hurts 40 or whatever million dollar deal it's going to be the next one. Of course you do. You thought the Wentz deal was going to be the deal. That turned into an absolute crater. But this one will work. Okay, let's see. History's on my side. Not yours. History's on my side. Not yours. And by the way, real quick. The battle for the face of the NFL is in Kansas City. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. That's the battle for the face of the NFL. Not in Philly. Not in Philly. Mahomes and Burrow are the faces of the league. Patrick Mahomes is the face now, but if that guy Burrow beats him four straight times... And he goes into Kansas City and wins it. Joe Burrow's the face of the league. Face of the league. I'm going to get to the keys to this game on Sunday for Philly. 
Jeremy says, I think Eagles get it done Sunday. Punch our ticket to the Super Bowl. And in doing so, win it and change your perception of a dual threat quarterback. Jeremy, correct. You are correct, Jeremy. Because then you'll have history on your side. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. Watch this, Jeremy. You win. Dual threat will win. Absolutely. Jalen Hurts would have broke the glass ceiling on dual threat quarterbacks if he wins these next two games. Absolutely. 100%. Keys to the game. NFC title game. Niner guys, I know a lot of you are here. Unfortunately, I think because it's a road game, I think the Eagles come out and win this ball game, and I think it's tight. And I'm going to tell you what I believe the Eagles have to do against San Francisco, and I'll say this to you too. If the 49ers are able to accomplish what I think they can accomplish, they can win this ball game too. Here we go. Make Brock Purdy throw. Don't blitz him. I played press coverage on his wideouts. Okay? But don't let Kittle get behind the linebackers. He'll, anna- he'll annihilate them. The Eagle linebackers are not good enough to cover George Kittle. And I'm not even sure they're good enough to cover Christian McCaffrey. They're not. I don't care what anybody and any flag-waving Eagle fan says, you don't have the linebackers to cover anybody. They're not very good. Seth Joyner said it all year. Kyle Shanahan versus Gannon? Come on, man. I'll take Kyle Shanahan every night. And you're right. D goes, dude, Gannon doesn't play press coverage. But you got to get Purdy off a rhythm. He's a rhythm quarterback. He's not going to sit back there and scan the landscape. He's not going to go through massive reads. They don't want him sitting in the pocket doing that, looking through reads, three seconds, four seconds. You're sacked. Against that front seven, you're sacked. He's got to be a rhythm quarterback. So how do you knock the rhythm off? You got to chip the tight end. You got to play some press on the wideouts. Don't give them free releases. Dallas gave them free releases, and it was a nightmare for them. Dallas in the second half, I thought Dan Quinn did a better job of pressing them. Okay? Don't let Brock Purdy. And Purdy got knocked off a little bit in the first half of that Cowboy game. He's got a little Garoppolo in him. You know, I've been watching... I've been watching um, a lot of film on the Niners. And you, you, you press the wideouts because Kyle's got him in a rhythm. Against Seattle, he got into a rhythm, and he was fabulous. Threw for over 300 yards. The Cowboys did a better job at kind of like stopping that rhythm. You know, he had a double pump a couple times. Caused him to almost have a couple turnovers. If I'm, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I want to get this guy out of rhythm. And 
one of the most important things that Jonathan Gannon can do with his front seven, got to move Purdy off his point. He's got a point. Every quarterback has a point in the pocket. Monty Kiffin taught me this, and so did Jim Johnson. Get him off a point. What I mean by that is when you get back, every quarterback has a place he likes to stand. Kurt Warner was notorious for this. Monty moved him around, liked to move him left. He always thought Kurt struggled more moving to his left than more to his right. So we would move him to his weaker side. I haven't been able to determine yet what Purdy's weaker side is. He's pretty athletic in the pocket. He's got good feet. He moves. He can go through the front door, the back door. He's escaped through the side door too. See, there's three doors for quarterbacks that are drop back. Front door, side door, back door. And they're there by design of a play in in the pocket. So to me, you got to move them around. Sometimes moving a quarterback around, it rattles them. Okay? It rattles them. No, hey, Dak, pretty can play, man. He's, he's a very smart kid. You could see it. But the one thing that San Francisco does, they put him in a position of success too. Rhythm is a key to this. Rhythm. When you have to do this, you're off rhythm. He got a little off rhythm in that Cowboy game. Jeremy, play press man as much as possible, then mix in aggressive zone and stunts and blitzes and get Purdy. Jeremy, I don't know if here, – here's the problem with that. Okay, and, 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 I, yes. To your point, Chris, that's a great – observation he drifts in the pocket doesn't he he drifts which means what he he's he's more he's more in a position to throw a pick when he drifts he drifts in the pocket you see that's a great observation chris he does drift in the pocket he drifts that's the verde drift you see quarterbacks throwing off their back foot he gets a tendency to do that and i think that's what kyle tells him make sure your feet are set Okay, he's still working on his technique in the pocket. He drifts a lot and he drifts left. He does. So that's it. You want him to drift right then. Because if he feels comfortable drifting left, bring presser. Okay, make him do the uncomfortable. Make him do the uncomfortable. That's right. He's candom. Move him to positions on the field that he does not feel comfortable. Here's something else, too. The problem, though, Jeremy, the problem with pressing a lot, if George Kittle gets off the line of scrimmage and he beats the linebacker on his first move off the line of scrimmage, he's running up the seam. And my God almighty, if Debo Samuel gets off the line of scrimmage, it's a throw over the top. And I think Debo can beat Bradbury. I'd want Bradbury on Debo Samuel. I don't know who on the Eagles covers McCaffrey. And I don't know who covers Kittle. Now, here's the important part of this whole dynamic on the game plan. Man, if San Francisco gets that ball running and they're able to run on the 16th worst run defense in the NFL, it is going to be a tough night for Philadelphia. Because they'll keep that Eagle offense on the sidelines. 
and Purdy will not have to do a lot. Just keep feeding it to McCaffrey. Keep feeding it to McCaffrey and Kittle. Short passes, dink passes, run the ball. Run the ball, dink passes, high percentage passes. You want to have high percentage passes in a game like this, especially when you're the road team. Passes deep down the field, that comes in the second half when you softened up your opponent. Okay? The key to this game for both teams is softening up the opponent's middle of their defenses. If Philadelphia, which in my opinion is more liable to be able to do and run up the middle against San Francisco's tackles, I think they're more likely to do that. That's what makes Jalen Hurts at times, sometimes almost undefensible, especially on third down. Look at their third down. They're fourth in the NFL. They were 10 of 13 last week against the Giants. If that number's out there again, 10 of 13, time and possession's on their side, and they run the ball for over 200 yards, San Francisco can't win the game. Okay? Because time and possession and field position is on the Eagles' side. Okay? First and second down for both teams. The team that wins that is going to win this ball game. I think the team that has the most rushing yards is going to win, not passing yards. Because if you force Purdy to have to throw the ball, if he throws the ball for over 35 times, 49ers will be beat by 10 points. If he's somewhere in the 24, 25-ish, 27-ish, and you see 32 carries from San Francisco, they're going to win. Okay? They're going to win. Philadelphia has a better offensive line. That's the component in this thing. I think the tight ends are going to be enormous in this game. Now, see, I'll turn it around and go like this. Okay, with all that being said on San Francisco's side, if Dallas Goddard gets off the line of scrimmage and Fred Warner struggles covering Dallas Goddard, that game will be a nightmare for San Francisco. Because if you can't stop him and he gets going into the secondary, man, you're going to open up the two Ys and Zs in the second half, and that game will be out of reach. And I would say this too. Okay, I would say this too. If I were Philadelphia, I want to score first. Score first. Because Kyle Shanahan wants to spread you out immediately. That's his number one objective, is to spread you out immediately. That's a West Coast-style mentality. That goes all the way back to his father, Mike Shanahan, and John Gruden and all those guys with Mike Holmgren and Bill Walsh. All those guys that go back, the first thing they want to do is try to get spacing in the passing lanes. This is going to be critical. Goddard is a weapon. Kittle is a weapon. Both guys are healthy. Having George Kittle healthy, man, he is a great football player. Best tight end in the history of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay? I think Dallas Goddard and George Kittle are the differences in this ball game. And also... Establishing Miles Sanders and establishing Christian McCaffrey. Got to run the ball. Got to win first and second down. The key, in my opinion, for both offenses, long sustained drives. Eight, ten yard, ten play drives. Dude, if you put a ten play, what was, what was one of the great things that you watched with the Eagles early on in the, in the year? Their first series, they would go, Dwight Clark, I don't think Greasy was really a tight end. I wouldn't put... Dwight Clark in a position where I had to have him block Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. He was more kind of like Todd Christensen 
And Dwight Clark was kind of more like Jason Witten, that kind of guy. I don't really believe that he was like Gronkowski or Travis. He was kind of like a smaller version, maybe, of Travis Kelsey, something like that. Okay? So to me, if the Eagles, man, and that dude, that offensive line is the best offensive line since the Dallas Cowboy line, and I'm talking the one in Philly. If they get that thing established, okay, you're going to see Ryans have to do some things, which could mean this, big plays, plus 25 for Jalen, throwing to the Y and Z. They could be open, okay? Because if he can't stop the run, you got to, what do you have to do? Crowd the box. Jeremy says, take out 23. Jalen airs out, Philly wins. Hey, if you see Ryan's bringing those backers up to the line of scrimmage more to stop the run, A.J. Brown's going to have a big game. So is Goddard. So stopping the run for San Francisco is vital. I think you make Purdy throw the ball. Because here's what I'm saying. I know some of you took something out of context, what I said yesterday. But I'll say this to you, man. Hey. Make him make make him beat you. Don't let McCaffrey beat you. McCaffrey can beat you. Kittle can beat you. Debo can beat you. Make him beat you. Make Purdy have to throw the ball 45 times. Okay? What happens if Purdy throws the ball 35 times? Dude, you're going to get five or six three and outs. There'll be five or six three and outs. Okay? You, you want long, sustained drives in this game. By the way, the NFC Championship game, as much as I say they're the lesser quarterbacks in that, that's for the Super Bowl. The winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl, the winner of that game, because they have the most complete rosters. Okay? All I'm saying right now, hey, press those guys. Get pretty... Don't let him get into a rhythm. He's a rhythm quarterback like Peyton Manning. I'm not saying he's I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is a rhythm quarterback who never really possessed a strong arm. That's why he practiced so much with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne pregame because they would go over Manning throws the spots. Aaron throws the people, Aaron Rodgers. Brady throws the spots. Okay, most quarterbacks don't have that arm talent the guy in Green Bay does. Very few people do. The guy in Kansas City has that kind of skill set. Burrow to some extent. I still think Burrow throws the spots. Make sure. Philadelphia, man, hey, you're 16th against the run. If I'm San Francisco, like here. I told you this, guys, before, okay? Um, I told you this before. Bill Belichick would look at this game and go, where are we attacking the Eagles? Attack their tackles. It's the weakest part of their team. Watch this. Eagles are great in sacks. Got two great cover corners. There's two flaws in, this, there's two flaws in the defense. You ready? 
And because you haven't played high-skilled quarterbacks, you haven't really been threatened. And every quarterback since week 11 has thrown for an average of 75 completion percentage against your defense. But you haven't really played any really high-powered offenses that put up a ton of points. That's not your fault. It's, a, it, it's just what it is on the schedule. You're right. When you guys say that, you're right. It's who's on the schedule. It's not a diss. You haven't played any high-powered offenses that put a lot of points up. So you haven't been exposed as much. But the flaws in the Eagle defense are the run defense and the linebackers covering tight ends. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I attack that. Let's see if these backers, or do you bring CJ down now? And this stuff with Avante Maddox, so he's missed three months. You think he's going to plug into an NFC title game and be a factor? Not me. What kind of condition is he in? He hasn't played a snap of football in three months. You think he's just going to walk in there like he's Superman? That's an asinine, wishful thinking comment. He's not going to walk off the IR list and walk into a Pro Bowl player. And plus, he's not a Pro Bowl player. He's a good player. Okay? Um, so the flaws in the Eagle D... Dude, and watch this. Statistically, I have the numbers. You can throw all the sacks you want at me. Since week 11, you've given up 77% completion percentage to quarterbacks. I don't know. And your linebackers can't cover. And you've got guys you have to cover this week. Vet goes, if Fred Warner has to cover Goddard, who the spy on Jalen? Maybe. Okay, but Vet, how about this one, Vet? So are you going to spy Jalen or are you going to spy McCaffrey? Coming out of the backfield. Vet, who, who, who's spying on McCaffrey then? So you're going to let McCaffrey run, run wild? Who covers McCaffrey? Kaiser White? Not in a million years. Not in a million years. Who covers, who covers uh, McCaffrey? If you leave a spy in for, J, for, okay? Oh, you're talking on this side of the ball. For, okay, you're talking on this side of the ball. A spy on Jalen. I got it. I got it, Vet. I got it. I got what you Okay. You, you put a spy on Jalen. I see it. Hey, Vet, here's the one thing. If San Francisco can't set the edges against the Eagles and Jalen gets out on third down, keep an eye on that. If he gets out in the perimeter and he's able to break down the edges like he has all year, man. They don't have the secondary guys. Hufanga is a pretty good player. Maybe he's the guy that follows him around. But man, if Jalen, I'll tell you this, and I said this before, one of the things that Jalen does exceptionally well is that if Jalen hurts on third and long, that defense gets back into a zone coverage. He is a nightmare. Okay? Not throwing the ball, running the ball. I mean... Keep an eye on third and short. Who? What team do the 49ers or do the Eagles are constantly in third and three, third and four, third and two, third and three. If the, if the 49ers are in third and eight, third and 10, third and eight, third and seven, bro, they're not winning. They're not winning. First and second down has to be a factor here. Okay? Has to be a factor. So this is a really great matchup. But you're going to have to, both teams are going to have to 
Both teams are going to have to do things that they're not good at. Your linebackers in Philly are terrible at covering anybody. Has been all year. And the middle of that zone defense has been wide open. What's Gannon's philosophy? Keep everything in front of me. And pray, Purdy. So listen, this is why I don't like the game plan that Philly has versus Kyle Shanahan. Hoping Purdy makes a mistake is not a game plan. Keeping everything in front of him? Man, Debo Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey may have monster games with that philosophy. You can't let Brock Purdy get into a rhythm. He's a rhythm quarterback. If you watch any of the games he's played, and I'm not going to sit here and do the dumbass thing that most people are saying and talking about, well, he's going to walk into the link and he's going to look like a rookie. Man, if you're hoping for that, that's wishful thinking. You got to take people at being the best. That's not looking at your opponent with respect. If he happens to shit the bed, good. But I'm not preparing for him. Well, he's not going to play well. And then he comes in and he blows your doors off and you look stupider. And you look like the high school coaches you are. Don't be that guy. Be prepared for the best effort of San Francisco. Vice versa. Be prepared for the Eagles' best effort. Just hoping that something happens is wishful thinking. That's not a championship mentality. Wishful thinking gets you nowhere. Okay? <laughs> okay? This guy, this guy Brock Purdy, is going to play well. But I want him to throw the ball 45 times. 45 times. Look at look at Dofi. You're right. Stats don't lie. Since week 11, every quarterback that has come in and played the Eagles has thrown for 77% completion percentage. As an average. You're right. Stats don't lie. Quarterbacks complete against your defense. That are worth the shit. And he didn't play any quarterbacks outside of Rodgers that were worth the shit this year. Maybe early on, Trevor Lawrence, sure, okay. But other than that, play nobody. And again, that's the hole in the defense. The hole in the 49er defense is their secondary. Okay? They can stop the run. They're great at it. They got some really good run stoppers. And this that's the battle. I can't wait to see that. Number one pass defense, yeah, against David Mills. Whatever, dude. Number one pass defense. And yet quarterbacks complete 70% of or more versus your Eagles. It's crazy. Jonathan Gannon has not stopped a decent quarterback in two years. Hasn't. And I'm not saying Purdy's some special guy yet either. He's He's played in a great situation with great talent around him. Okay. What? Whatever. I'm not. I'm not. De- I'm not debating facts. Um. No. No. no spa. I. I said. Uh, let's get to the. To- let's get to the topics. I'm not. I'm not debating things any longer with some of you because some of you hear only what you want to hear, and I'm not going through it. It's not worth my time. It's really not. It's not worth my time. And so a new rule with me, with some of you guys, I'm not debating 
And if you take something out of context, that's a you factor. You'll have to deal with it, not me. Like the thing I said yesterday about Brock Purdy is going to be more financially responsible for the 49ers to be a better team over the next four years was taken completely out of context that I said Purdy was better. Purdy is in the NFC title game. The same way Jalen Hurts is. There's no coincidence the two best rosters are in the NFC title game with quarterbacks who make no money. There's no coincidence. None. No coincidence to that. That's and Brock Purdy did exact get this. So Brock Purdy at 900 grand did more than what the Cowboy quarterback at 45 million did. What do you think is a better deal? Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? I ask it. Let's not use your guy. What's a better deal? The 49ers who've been to three of the last four NFC title games or Dak Prescott's deal? Or Kyler Murray's deal. Oh, wait, that's right. He's hurt. Dual threat. Hey, Josh Allen. Then again, his contract, I was wrong. His contract don't kick in until next year. That's why Stefan Diggs is still on the team. Whatever. Whatever. Mask it to you makes sense. I'm not debating you. It's all good, dude. Sills, he said that Levi Stadium um, is louder than the link. <laughs> I, I, no. Hey, no disrespect. 49er fans are awful cool, and they're good fans, and it's a good fan base. Okay? It really is. It's a good fan base. Philly's a rabid fan base. Okay? Philly's a rabid fan base. All right. Who wins the NFC Championship? See what my boy Tone says. Hey, Sills, the Eagles are giving up a 62% completion, 12th in quarterbacks. I said since week 11, Tone, since Matt Ryan, um, 62% is 12th. Yeah, but since week 11. Matt Ryan went for 77. And if you go down the list, um, Andy Dalton went for 88.2. Um, Dak went for 774 um, I have the list. I wrote it down. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get that list up since week 11. Okay? And since they played the Colts, they've given up that. So just so you know, Tone, it's week ele- It's since Matt Ryan that they've given up that amount of yardage. And I said since week 11, not the whole year. Um, who wins the NFC championship game? This is going to be a special game. Two really great rosters. Two great general managers. John Lynch and Howie Roseman. I think this is a fourth quarter football game. I think this could be a last drive game. I, I just think Philadelphia has the best O-line. I, I think that O-line goes far. Personally, I would love to have seen another pass rusher in San Francisco like Bo- not doesn't have to be like Boza, 
But after Boza, they're kind of limited in rushing the passer. I think special teams, the Niners have the Eagles here. Field position on special teams is going to be key here to this. Um, Man. Score. I mean, what? 24-34 birds, 27-10, 20 to 17. 35-10 is not happening. Kicker wins it. I'm going to go 27-24. Eagles and a tight one. I think there's a turnover in the game that separates it. 27, 24 Philly. I think Purdy does make a mistake in the ball game and the Eagles will capitalize. Jalen hurts is not, and he has, here's the one thing that Jalen hurts hasn't done all year. Versus what I saw last week with Brock Purdy. There was a small bit of Garoppolo in Purdy last week. Where he threw it to the opposing team. High percentage turnover plays result in this. Jalen Hurts doesn't cost his team wins. He doesn't. That quarterback in Philadelphia is not going to cost. He's not going to cost his team the win. And he's the most important player on the field. Jalen, Jalen's not going to turn the ball over. If Jalen Hurts turns the ball over, birds are in massive problems. But he hasn't. As a matter of fact, if you go back to the two and five start of a year ago to where he is now, I would have to say that Jalen Hurts has protected the football more so than any quarterback in the NFL. And I would also say this to you. You know, my coach used to make this comment, okay? My coach used to make this comment to me. And this is what Philly is. And this is why some of you guys take the context of what I say when the Eagles are boring sometimes, and you take that for whatever, and you think it's an insult. It's not. You really think the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys with Emmett Smith, did you really think that that wasn't boring? 32 carries by Emmett and a win. Did you think they were spectacular? Five yards here, seven yards here, eight yards here, nine yards here, three titles in four years. Did you actually think it's so ignorant of some people when I say that? Did you really think the Dallas Cowboys with Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin? Dude, that thing was charismatic, and the only reason they were charismatic is because the media loves pumping up the Cowboys. If that Emmett Smith team was in Tennessee, they would be the Spurs. 25 carries, 28 carries, 30 carries. Here was Emmett Smith in a game. Nine carries, nine yards, four yards, five yards, 10 yards, 12 yards. You look up, he's got 28 carries for 154 yards, and they beat the doorknobs off someone. That's exactly how Philly wins. 
That's exactly how Philly wins. Look at Big Pickett. Patriots are boring too. The Brady Patriots? Absolutely. Dink and dunk and dink and dunk. Kick a field goal, win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Really? Greasy goes, the Dallas Cowboys O-line was incredible. So's yours. So's yours. So's yours. That, that's what makes the Eagles like this. Watch. 35 carry. Dude, 268 yards rushing. It's not really awesome. And high, the, 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 the high-powered offense and the turnovers and the 31-35 game is going to be in Kansas City, not in Philadelphia. Okay. Okay, Big Pickens right. It's not boring if you know what you're seeing. I love watching those teams. And to me, I love when you can get a football team like the Eagles offensive line and knock people off the ball. I love that. Because you know why? When you run the ball on someone, it's a lower percentage turnover play. That's why the Eagles the, – here's the Jimmy Johnson line. I don't care about really great plays in games. Don't make the stupid one because the stupid one will cost you. How many times have you seen great offensive plays and you still lose? But how many times? Like, let's go here. Guys, what was the key play in the Ravens-Cincinnati game? Can you guys tell me what the key play was? I don't know if any of you watched it. What was the key play in the Ravens game? Guys know what the key play was? What was the key play? Okay. Maybe some of you didn't watch it. Look at Chris, the fumble. The fumble was the big play. Goal line fumble, the turnover in the red zone. Wasn't a touchdown pass. Wasn't a guy throwing for 300 yards. It was the scoop and score. Ravens had that game. They were going in. They fumbled. Guy scoops it, scores. Game. Two minutes left in the game. Cost them. That's the kind of play that could cost a team Sunday because these two teams are so equally matched going into this. That fumble cost the Ravens an opportunity at moving on and playing in the AFC championship game. That's right, Joaquin. It was a 14-point swing, man. Ravens were going to beat Cincinnati. They had them. Bob Gosills, when you dictate play to your opponent and the game can seem boring, when you get used to winning things, seem boring. We're not used to winning yet. Look, like I said, it's not boring to me, but I see why people are blowing up that AFC title game more because of the quarterback play. You're going to see high points, and you're going to see more betting on that game. There's going to be more prop bets on that game, more eyeballs. I don't know. I, I, I think the NFC is going to have a lot of eyeballs too, but there's going to be a ton of eyeballs on that AFC championship game. By the way, real quick, what's the earlier game? I, I don't know the time. What's the earlier game on Sunday? What's the earlier game? 
<clears throat> Mask, what's the earlier game? Oh. Wow. There I say it. So the NFC, the TV executives in Park Avenue put the Eagles on the first game? They don't think of you guys as the face of the league or anything. That's total shit. That's total shit. Boy, I got goosebumps on that. That is complete disrespect. Are you kidding me? You've got two foot, one team with a 12 win win streak and the other team a 14 win. And because Burrow and Mahomes, wow. Case closed. Case closed. Case closed. I don't have to make my point anymore. League doesn't have, League doesn't want you in the Super Bowl. They want the Niners playing. They want the 49ers playing against either Mahomes or Burrow. They don't want you in it. How in the world is the best team in the league and the second best team in the league the early game? <clears throat> Dude, total shit on. Dude, <laughs> you know, I never really bought into the East Coast Philadelphia bias, but it's on display. It was on display two weeks ago at the end of the regular season when Fox was promote, promoting that the Cowboys were still in the mix for the NFC NFC East title. And I was like, the Eagles are going to wrap it up by playing the Giants. <laughs> Vet goes, welcome to Philly. Welcome to Philly. We earn our respect. Ask Brady. <laughs> uh, bro. You know what's the Eagles never – dude, that's terrible, man. I, I, that's, I feel for that, man. That's, that's total – dude, look at the freaking stars. Here, watch this. Let me think something here. That's total shit, man. For both teams, San Francisco and Philly. So wait a minute. The stars on the on – the, um, the stars on the Chiefs. Mahomes? Kelsey. Chris Jones. Who else? Who else? Mahomes, Kelsey, and I'm not talking about hardcore rabid fans. Okay, I'm talking about P3s, which means like they're just casual fans. Andy Reid, very good, Warrior. Andy Reid, the coach. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Andy Reid. Okay, Clark, who? Don't know who he is. Burrow, Jamar Chase, Higgins. Do you even know who Zach Taylor is? So watch this, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven guys. Seven guys in that game. Watch this in the NFC Championship game. Okay, you have Kittle. McCaffrey, Samuel, Warner, Boza, Williams, Shanahan. Pfft. 
Eagles, Reddick, Hurts, AJ, Devontae, Slay, Brad. It's a, if you put those two teams, I'm going to make a point to you guys. If you made a Pro Bowl out of those two teams in the NFC and played the rest of the league, I think you beat them. Can you imagine? I mean, look, you know who a backup would be? Jordan Malata would be a backup. And you're playing the first game. Total shit on. Dude, Mixon is a star. Yes, Neil, Mixon's a star. He is. Mixon's a star. Boyd, boy, if I ask 10 casual NFL fans who Boyd was, he wouldn't know. Okay? Reddick could have 30 sacks and still not be a star. Matt, very true. How about this, Matt? Matt, how about this, guys? If I took Michael Parsons and put him on the Eagles and put Hassan Reddick on the Cowboys, would Hassan Reddick have won Defensive Player of the Year? You think Reddick would have won Defensive Player of the Year or at least been one or two next to Boza if he was on the Cowboys? You think? You put Reddick on the Cowboys. Reddick's the defensive player of the year. He had more impact than Michael Parsons. Parsons is a better player because he does more and he can do more. I get it. But he's not who he thinks he is. Joshua, that's the point. Only because he's the Cowboys. All right, let me get into this other topic here. Um, key players. Who are the two key players in you guys' mind in this NFC? Hey, guys, listen to this. Big Seals plays around a lot during the week. This is championship talk here. You understand me? This is championship football talk here. Ain't no grab-assing. Ain't no stupid shit here. This is about winning a football game and, more importantly, a fist fight. Big Seals takes that shit serious. Okay? I say some things sometimes. Some of you guys get a little sideways on. This is championship football time. This is real talk shit. Put your mouthpiece in. Let's go, man. It's time for all the bullshit to be put away. This is it. Let's, let's go, man. Let's go. All the dumb shit, all the speculation, all the preseason talk, all this and that. Jalen's contract don't mean shit on Friday. I don't give a shit how much he makes. I don't care what he's going to make. I care about Sunday 60 minutes of football. Let's get it down here, man. I saw that stat. Somebody keeps bringing up. Dak says that Hertz has a 20. He's 20th in passer rating out of 32 quarterbacks under pressure. Man, that's got to be the dumbest statistic in the league. What pressure has Jalen been under? You know why that stat is misleading? Because Jalen takes off, and they count that as pressure and him taking off. It's a design. So that stat has to be the stupidest stat 
on Jalen Hurts, and I'll defend Hurts on this. You see what he said? Put that stat back up there, that dumbass stat that he has up there. Jalen Hurts is 20th. He's the 20th rated passer out of 32. They tell him if the guy's not there, run. So he does. That's counted against him when he makes that call. But here's the most important thing. Here's the most important thing. That guy brings that stat up and says he's the 20th ranked quarterback under pressure. Yet the Eagles are fourth on third down conversions. What number do you believe? How can a guy be a low-ranked pocket passer in his team's fourth in third-down conversions? Most of the time, when you have a quarterback like that number with that number, he's Baker Mayfield. He's Baker Mayfield. So that stat is stupid. I saw that stat earlier. Somebody goes like this. Jalen's the 20th ranked quarterback under pressure. No, he's not. His football team is fourth and third down conversions. 10 of 13 against the Giants last week. Come on, man. Dude, if that team is 28th in third down conversions and your quarterback is 20th under pressure in the pocket, then you got a problem. Then you need a new quarterback. Then you need a new quarterback. That stat, if you read more into it, they're saying this. Jalen does this. He gets back. He doesn't see the guy open. What does he do? He breaks down the perimeter, gets up the field. Third and 11, he gets the first down. Every single freaking game he has one of those plays. Every play he has one of those plays. Dude, you can have that 20th ranked pressure in the pocket. I'll take the fourth ranked and third down conversions. See a team go 10 to 13 on third down. You ain't winning that game. And you're not close actually in that game. That's a dumb stat. Now, like I said, 28th and third down conversions, 20th and pressure, under pressure quarterback, got a problem. But they don't jive. How can you have one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL? You're fourth and third down. You're number one or two in rushing. That stat's misleading. That's a misleading stat. Okay? Misleading. Hertz is watering down the quarterback position running the ball. It's not what he does. Look at me. I'm defending Jalen Hurts here. This is crazy. It's not what he does. Look, it's not my style. But his style, he almost runs to perfection, dude. Dude, you got to give him his kudos, man. He wins games, and he's watering down the quarterback stats. That's not what he is. That's why. When, look, I'm, I can't believe I'm defending the guy here. Okay, I can't believe it, but I am. It's not who he is. He's not going to sit back there and go 48 times throwing the ball, run the ball once, twice. Jalen Hurts, like that, like I said last week. Okay, like I said last week. Dude, that 154 yards, they were critical yards, man. 
They loosened up the secondary. They ran the ball for 268. What do you, how, how do you defend the Eagles when they can throw the ball at will and run the ball at will? Dude, you can't win that fist fight. You can't win the fist fight. <clears throat> Joshua says, Sills, would you say Jalen Hurts has evolved the dual threat type of quarterback in the league? It's looking that way. And Joshua, if he tops it off, I think you're going to see a rush on him and guys like him. I do. And get this. I think you're going to start seeing like DeAndre Hopkins, wherever he goes, he goes to a dual threat quarterback place. It's going to be because they're mimicking what's going on in Philly. Yeah. If Jalen wins the Super Bowl and he gets there, I think you're I, I I think Chicago hangs in there with Justin Fields. I think they hang in there with him to see if he could figure out throwing the ball. He's terrible at throwing the ball, but he improved. Can he have a Jalen Hurts leap? Well, if you put DeAndre Hopkins in Chicago, I'm I'd like to see that. Look, just because I hate that Justin Fields is not a very good passing. He's terrible. Can he improve? I saw a guy in Philadelphia from a year ago to right now improve massively. Can he? Yes. I saw Lamar Jackson improve. I saw Tom Brady improve. Tom Brady couldn't throw the ball like Aaron Rodgers. He never could. He never could in, at Michigan. Fields is not a good thrower of the football, dude. There were games where he had four attempts. Come on, man. He's got an arm. That's that's not what quarterbacking is about. I'd rather have an accurate guy than a guy with a cannon arm. What's a cannon arm get you, Jeff George? I'd rather have a guy who's accurate. Give me the accurate passer. Okay? The accurate passer. Jalen has worked more on his accuracy than his arm strength. Dude, Peyton Manning never had arm strength. Brady worked on his arm strength. Brady didn't have a Montana didn't have an arm, an arm strength. He worked at it. Plus, when they added Rice, changed the game for him. Decision making. It's key to the the, the, the way he has the RPO down. I tell you, man, he's done a great job of it. Look at me. I sound like I'm defending the kid. I think the kid has done a great job. Some of you are, you, you take what I say completely out of context. You think Brock Purdy's, but no, financially, Brock Purdy is better than any quarterback in the league right now, except for Hertz. Hertz and Brock Purdy are unbelievable. They're the greatest deals on the planet today. San Francisco has three years of a guy making less than a million bucks, and the Eagles, to some extent, have two years. I don't think he's going to get in the next year. I think they're going to pay him. Okay? Brock Purdy makes 900 grand, and the, and the 49ers are in the NFC title. The Cowboys are sitting home with a $45 million quarterback. What worked? 
the construction of the Cowboy uh, roster or the construction of the John Lynch Niner roster? What do you and, and the fact that the Niners have been to three of the last four conference titles because they haven't paid anybody? Use your brains. Use your brains. Chicago is where quarterbacks and receivers go to die. They're in New York with the Jets. Okay. <clears throat> look at, look at, see again. I'm not talking about, dude. The quarterbacks in the NFC title game are nowhere in the war, in, in the room with those guys in Kansas City's conference championship game. Just ask the NFL. That's why they got you on the on the first game. They're, they think that game's going to be a better show. That's why they put Brady on Monday night with the Cowboys. Put you on a Saturday night versus the Giants. The league don't think shit of the Eagles. They don't think you're a draw. They don't. It's not me talking. Look at the schedule. Kyle Shanahan reminds me of Bill Cower. Always got to the championship game. Uh, Bill did win a Super Bowl. But if you look at his playoff record, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, someone can double-check me on it. I think Bill Cower is 9-7. and seven. Does that sound right? 9-7? and seven? Because I, I I know that Mike Tomlin doesn't have a very good record. Hey, Dan, if both NFC teams switch quarterbacks, who would win? If you put Hurts on the 49ers, and Jalen is perfectly set for that Niner team. Holy cow, Jalen Hurts on that team in San Francisco? Watch this. Jalen Hurts without an offensive line in Cincinnati, not working. Jalen Hurts, with that line and those talented guys in San Francisco, I think it's the same team. It's the same team he has in Philly. He'd win just the same. Cowers 12-9. and nine. I, I, I think it's Tomlin, Tone, that he has one game over 500. I think he's 9-8, and eight, Mike Tomlin. Okay? If, if Jalen was on that 49er team, what's the difference? Great tight end. Really good receivers, special back, got a great left tackle. I mean, it looks like the same to me. It kind of looks like the same. Tomlin's eight and nine. That could hold him out of the Hall of Fame. All right. I want to look at the matchups in the NFC Championship game. A lot of NFL news. A lot of NFL news, man. A lot of question marks. By the way, Okay, I got another comment about A.J. Brown. I'm going to do this here at the top of the hour here. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
Hour number two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. I'm going to say this again about A.J. Brown here. Grow up, guy. Grow up. You're a $25 million a year guy. I know these wide receivers in the NFL are divas, but you look like a punk. Okay? Be a champion. Act like it. Act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. Calling guys out. If you got a problem with somebody, go to their face and say it. Don't go to Twitter. His shit on the sidelines, I'm tired of it. This is a team. It's not an AJ team. This is what makes Hurts even more important to that because you got to keep a guy like that controlled. Now, there's a part of me that says this, okay? There's a part of me that says this. I like shit talkers. I do. But, dog, I mean, these are your guys you go to battle with, whether it's Gardner Minshew or not. Saying that you cost the Saints game, well, I'll tell you what, guy. In that Saints game, I didn't see you giving 100% effort on that turnover. You threw your hands up and let the guy run down the field with no effort. You want to be critical? Dude, it's a team sport. This is not bowling or boxing or tennis. Act like a pro, man. Instead of acting like a jerk. Jesus, criminy. You had a great year. You got so many superstar things ahead of you. Career year, actually. Dude. God forbid if the team loses on Sunday, who's he blaming? Guarantee you nothing with him. Good night, man. Dude, I've always believed if you got a problem with a teammate or you got a problem with something or... I mean, what could you possibly have bitched at in the Giant game? You dismantled the Giants. Been bitching all year. Okay, I mean, I I love Devontae. I do. I love Devontae. Dude, you look stupid. Then you have your high school coach doing that same shit. It look, it looks hokey. Looks hokey. <laughs> Someone goes like this. Hey, Sills, is he lying? That's not the point. If you got a problem, be a man and go tell him privately. I got a problem with what you're doing. Jeremy, Sills, AJ's no, no two. My man, he will be good. Not sure what that means, but okay. By the way, do I think AJ Brown's not going to have a good, I think AJ and Debo Sam are going to have great games. I do. Dude, just, just do me a favor. Maybe more so than anything. Here, let me back up and say this. You know, you got a problem with somebody, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna air my grievance out in public. I'm gonna go tell the guy, hey, look, we can't have that, man. I'm wide open. You got to get me to football, because if you get me to football, we're gonna do great things. Instead of going like this, that guy cost us the game. That's unprofessional. That's unprofessional. 
And this guy had a great year. And he's been a great addition. And what I want, watch this. And would I want A.J. Brown on my team? Yes, I would. And, you know, let me, let me put it to you here. This is a coach's responsibility to go up to that guy and pull him off the ledge. I've told you guys this many times. I'd rather pull a guy off the edge and push him to it. AJ's on the edge. So I don't know, man. There's, there's a part of me that should really love him. And I do. No, he's not Owens. He, he, he's not Owens. Owens wasn't wrong about McNabb, but he just went to the media and he opened his fly trap too. That was Terrell Owens' problem. Terrell Owens used social media and reporters as his sounding board. And that's why everyone on the planet had a problem with him. Instead of going up and saying something to him and being a pro and being a teammate. Brian, I, I, Brian, I agree. I agree. I agree, Brian. That's what makes great play. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I know. You're, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not off base. Okay. All right. Let me throw this one at you here. So, how much pressure? Let me see what Tone says. Funny thing about Owens, I bet he said something to McNabb and he still went to the media. <laughs> I know, right? He probably went to the media first and then went to Owens. See, the problem with Terrell Owens, he had poor timing and poor delivery, and he's not a very good, he's not a very good communicator. That's why he can't work in the media. Because what he says, it doesn't land where he wants it to. Owens wasn't wrong about McNabb being petty. His whole entire career, he was petty. He's not wrong there. Was never wrong there. Donovan McNabb is one of the most pettiest quarterbacks of all time, and it cost him winning championships. Taking shots at D-Jacks. Can you imagine being at a Pro Bowl? And hearing your quarterback say that guy doesn't deserve being a kick returner and a wide receiver and the first guy to do that and have that distinction. Can you imagine that? Your own teammate taking a shit on you at the Pro Bowl. Dude, we're in this together and you're barking at me? Batman Goes to Town wasn't big enough for both those egos. I'll take you one better, Batman. I think that huddle wasn't big enough for both those egos. And I think Andy Reid failed in that too. It's a quarterback and a coach's responsibility to make a murderer work in your huddle. Ask Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Okay? Making a lunatic like Antonio Brown and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich making it work. That's all your responsibilities. All your responsibilities. And, and, and that goes, it worked for a minute. Well, that minute was a Super Bowl. Okay? That minute was the Super Bowl. Now, look, again, Juba, he's not over the... 
He's not massively over the top, AJ. But he doesn't pick his time right. Dude, you're winning ball games and you're killing people. You know what? I tell you something. This is the difference between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Devontae gets no catches in the Detroit game. Did you guys hear a peep out of him? Can you imagine if AJ Brown didn't make a catch in a ball game this year? What that would have looked like on the sideline? How do you think that would have went over? Devontae Smith in that Lions game didn't have one catch. Nobody bitched. No, excuse me. He didn't bitch. He didn't say a word. He was a professional the whole freaking time. Said nothing. Just kept doing his work. Working hard, being a good dude, being a great teammate. Waited for his throws. Waited for his targets. Devontae's a professional. AJ's a diva. But again, I guys, I'm with you. I don't want to go too over the top with it. But dude. Not good. All right. I brought this topic up, and I want to bring it back a little bit here. By the way, hey, Tone, just so you know, again, I just want to make sure everybody, I'm, would I want him on my team, A.J. Brown? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to do a lot of coaching for him, though. You got to keep an eye on that. It's okay. If I'm getting that kind of production, he's not insanely destructive. He's not. It's just stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just stupid. It, he's not, like, like I said, that's not somebody I'm looking to move. Okay? That's not, that's not somebody I want out of here. That's nowhere near that. I want to bring this topic back. How much pressure is on Nick Sirianni on on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday night? How much pressure do you think that coach is going to face on Sunday night? Now, look, am I going to sit here and I want to bury the lead here? Am I saying Nick Sirianni could be fired come Monday if that team loses? Absolutely not. I'm asking question and decision-making stuff here okay because i'm gonna make a point to you peter says none some of you say zero some of you say a lot here's why i think there's pressure on sirianni comes come sunday the more you win the more trust you have in someone, would you guys would, would would you guys agree to this? The more that Jalen hurts one, the more they trusted Jalen hurts decision making in games. Would you guys say that that's fair? The more you watch Jalen making decisions after decision after game after decision, don't you think Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni? had a lot more, and it started giving him more autonomy and how he saw the game, more trust. Why do you think they go for it on fourth down? Because you built up equity 
you built up trust. Jalen has built up so much trust with his offensive coaches. They, what is the one thing Sirianni says the whole shit? He's comparing him to Jordan. When you have that kind of success, your player gets more say in the offense. Okay? They trust him more. You got a lot of talent on that football team on Sunday. A lot of talent. Tone says, I actually think there's more pressure on Shanahan than the Niners. They've been to the NFC title game three of the four last years and still can't get over the hump. Well, they did go to the Super Bowl, but not win, but I feel you. And I know where you are, Tone. I'll get to Kyle here in a minute. This is Howie's coaching staff. This is Howie's roster. This is Howie's quarterback. This is Howie's everything. This is his game. This is Howie vision. Okay? This is how everything's Howie. It's nothing to do with Nick. If Nick wins the NFC title game, he'll start to become Doug Peterson. Would we, would you guys help me out here? Would you guys say that Doug, after the 2017 Super Bowl, was more of an assertive Eagle coach and demanded more things after the 17 Super Bowl? Is that fair? I don't know. I'm asking. I, I, I don't have an opinion either way. But was Doug a different coach after they won? He deserved to be more assertive, says Tone. Oh. Patriot says yes. Oh, yeah. So, so Doug became more assertive. They trusted him more. Why wouldn't that happen with Nick? Nick gets maybe more say in personnel. Nick gets maybe a say in who to draft and who he wants on his team. How about coordinators? If one of these guys becomes a head coach, would he have more say? I don't think he had any say in who was hired. Okay? Look at what Real says. I think Doug wanted to keep Foles and not Wentz. Okay? That's asserting yourself. Right now, Nick Sirianni doesn't assert himself because he's still in the sandbox, the Howie Roseman sandbox. He wins that NFC title game. That opens up for him. Just like with Jalen on a smaller scale, just like with Jalen, the more he won, the more the coaches trusted him. The more he had say in the game plan, the more they trusted in his decision-making in the RPO. That also translates to coaches. Doug Peterson wanted more say because Doug felt he was important in the 17 win. Well, why wouldn't that work with Nick if Nick wins the NFC title? That's pressure. That coach wants more assertiveness in his own team. That's the one thing, guys, that you'll never get in Dallas. The head coach will never get that autonomy. You don't get rewarded as a coach in Dallas for winning. That's why they don't win. Because the owner takes it all. 
You get no credit. You get all the blame in Dallas. Steve-O, thank you for coming in, brother. That's right, Yale. Nick gets more power. This is what he's coaching for. Dude, if Nick, Nick Sirianni wins the Super Bowl, it's going to be Doug Peterson all over again. I'm not saying that there's going to be an adversarial relationship between Howie and that's not what I'm, I'm going at here. I'm saying that if you really want to be a mainstay coach in this league, Andy Reid had guardrails on in Philly. Joe Banner, Howie behind. You had Howie Roseman and Joe Banner and the owner that Andy had to go through. Andy ain't going through anybody in Kansas City except Clark Hunt. That's his show. Doug Peterson, he ain't going through Trent Balky. You know what Trent Balky is? Hey, man, shit, some of the Niner guys in here know this. That guy destroyed the 49er team that, J- that Jim Harbaugh built. Hey, Trent, go get me a cup of coffee and a donut. That's pressure. Because you want to assert yourself with your team. Nick Sirianni wins the NFC Championship. Then you get into a position where, guess what? You can make more calls on your team. See, I think Nick's going to... Watch this. I don't, and I want to make it very clear. I don't think Nick and Howie are going to have the same type of adversarial relationship that Doug and him had. Unless you start losing. When you pay the quarterback and you don't have the same team and you start losing, how is he going to come down on you, bro? You want to think that clear before you start pushing your weight around. And that's exactly what happened in Philadelphia with Doug Peterson. Doug started pushing his weight around. They ran him out of the building. Not going to happen. I don't care if you won a Super Bowl or not. Okay? You do not have more say than our front office. Our front office runs this thing. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And he left. That's what happened. I want to see how Nick handles success. I want to see how Nick handles it. Tones goes, here's the thing. Yes, Nick Sirianni coached his ass off this season, 14-3. and But everyone knows that this Super Bowl is really the Howie and Jalen Bowl. Yes. Howie put all the bullets in the gun and built it. He told Sirianni where to shoot. Amen and right on point. That is my take. That's right, Tone. That's exactly right. If Nick Sirianni shoots and misses, he falls back a peg. I don't care how many wins yet, because it'll be a lost season. This is when it or lose it. You you can't have it both ways. So the pressure, I'll get to Kyle Shanahan here in a minute. But Nick, do better win. Joseph, you're my boy. Thank you for coming aboard. Hey, and by the way, do I think Nick's capable of it? Do I think Nick may handle the situation better than Doug? I do. I think there's a better 
potential working relationship because here's the one thing we haven't seen losing yet outside of last year when they were two and five. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle, 28, nothing. Do I have to say any more? Kyle, 28, nothing. What an albatross around your neck, dude. I don't know what's worse, the Kelly four lost Super Bowls or 28 to nothing. Holy shit. You had to go down 28 to nothing. 28 to nothing you had to go down. Vetko Siriano would be fine. He took a 4-11-1 team. That Howie lit on fire. 2-9. Okay, Vet, that's your opinion. Thank you very much, though, dude. Nick will be fine. You missed the whole point. You missed the entire point. Um, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan, 28. Do I really have to say anything else? Watch this. Kyle's been to three of the last four NFC championship games. Okay. 28, nothing Kyle. And here's something else too. You ready? You gave up three first rounders for Trey Lance. Why? Kyle Shanahan, 28, nothing. And Trey Lance, dude, you got two cement shoes on. If you lose this football game, dude, you keep telling me he's a great coach. Great coaches win championships. So is he Marty Schottenheimer? Marty Schottenheimer. Shit the bed in the postseason. Kyle Shanahan's the next Marty Schottenheimer. You know, Marty Schottenheimer won 206 games. I think he's sixth all time on the list. And he's 4 and 16 or 4 and 14 in the postseason. Dude, you got to win one of these things. You gave up three ones for one play Trey, who I said from the beginning, why are you doing this? This guy has no game film. You know, you have to pull YouTube to see any of his plays. And he plays against nobodies in college. Holy cow. There's not even an affair evaluation on him. Kyle gave up three ones to move into the Miami two spot. Dude. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One play, Trey? You gave up three ones for that, and Mr. Irrelevant. He's taking you to the NFC title game, along with Garoppolo, who was the second-round pick that you got from New England. And you gave up three ones. And you know what the, you know, you know what the evaluation is right now on, Kyle, on Trey Lance? You couldn't get more than a third-rounder for him. What? 
They gave up three once. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted this guy. One play, Trey. Dude, I think the guy sucks. Okay, but that's another. I have to worry about that till next year. Kyle Shanahan, you better win, man. Dude, you got a lot of pressure on your ass, too. Well, he gets bounced in the NFC title game again. Almost right there, aren't you, Kyle? He's the almost guy. What was Kyle Shanahan's career? The almost guy. Not quite his dad. Right? And his dad's a consultant for the Niners. Three first-rounders to get into the two-hole to get Trey Lance. How dumb. All right, let me move on to this one. Purdy versus Hurts. Who has the more pressure on him? Come Sunday. Hurts or Purdy? Who do you think? Hurts or Purdy? Hurts, Purdy, Hurts, Hurts. Hurts. I hope Watson pays off too. That's really a good question. I don't know, says Tone. Hurts? You said the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl back in August. Thank you. I've already picked them. Hurts. Okay. Since we got a lot of hurts, let me go there first. On his pressure. Is it an amount? Is it how we see him? He changes narrative. He's been an underdog his entire career. He came into Philadelphia and every one of you booed the pick. Tone? Even you. Everyone booed the pick. It wasn't brought in here. For any other reason, but to be a security blanket. In case something went sideways. Was never drafted, was never really evaluated to be a starter in this league. So nobody in here lie. I went back and looked at all the Reddit boards and I went back and looked at all the people and what they said. Jalen Hurts, second pick. Tone goes, I sure did scratch my head about that pick. I was confused. Tone, you're in line with 50,000 other people. Of course, Benson, you're the only one on the planet who thought it was a great pick at two. <laughs> Look how people try changing the narrative because they see the kids playing now, so they'll lie. Okay? No one liked to pick. 
Yell goes, they needed a backup quarterback. That's what he was drafted for. He wasn't drafted to be the starter. Hertz has played himself into this. By the way, Hertz was never, he never won the job. They gave it to him. That's why the question marks were there. The question marks were there because he never earned it. It was given to him. Avante Maddox, it's official. It's going to be playing in the NFC Championship game. Great depth. That's awesome. Good for him. So Avante Maddox will be playing in the NFC Championship game. Anytime you could put another valued player in your defense and in your second, my question will be conditioning. My question will be game speed. How fast can he get up there? This is the NFC Championship game. He's missed quite a bit of football. Hey, Tone, I want to be, I want to be exact. How many months did he miss of football? I may have been wrong when I said three months. How many months did he miss of football? Was it longer than three? He's been out a long time. He played on Christmas. Okay, so I'm oh, okay, so it's it's weeks, it's not months. So he's probably missed a month of football. Is that is that fair? W2, is that fair? He's missed about, he's missed about what? Five or six games? That sound right? Five or six games? That's not terrible. But how much conditioning was he able to do? You know, I, 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 I still think it's good getting him back. A month, about a month of ball, right? Yeah, Christmas time, he wouldn't be playing every week after that. Well, Christmas one, four games. Sounds like that, right? About four games he missed. That's not terrible. Saints, Giants, Giants, three games. That's totally not terrible. Four and a half weeks, he's probably still in really good shape. So he'll be a factor. I thought it was longer. I must be thinking of CJ. I must have got that mixed up a bit. Um, That's great news because if he's only missed three and a half weeks and only missed three games. He's probably in really good shape. Um, Yeah. Seals, do you think the Eagles can beat the Bengals? I think the winner of the NFC Championship game is going to win the Super Bowl. By the way, now that you've got Maddox in there, I would make the comment to you that Maddox, you you put him on George Kittle. Let's see. CJ on McCaffrey, Maddox on Kittle. Kittle's Kittle, Kittle's more physical though. It's a physical mismatch. Still, of all the guys back there, the guy that I Debo on Bradbury, Debo Bradbury, CJ on McCaffrey, Maddox on Kittle. Maddox on Kittle, Bradbury on Debo. Boy, this is going to be a great football game, man. See, I think Maddox is too small, too, to cover Kittle. I think you just throw it over there, and he's just, he's just bigger. Yeah, but he's he, – he, I know he's – I know Maddox is – I know Maddox is a physical player. But so is George Kittle, but he's 6'5". That is a 
no matter if you were Ryan Shazier or you were whomever, when you played Gronk, he's 6'6", 270. No matter how physically you are, you're physically not lined up against him. He's physically bigger than you. No way Maddox could cover Christian McCaffrey. No way. I'd put CJ on McCaffrey. I want a better – cover an athlete with an athlete. And I'm not saying Avante Maddox is not a good athlete, but I think CJ's a better athlete. Okay? I think he's a better athlete. So I, I would – I want to go athlete-athlete. Bradbury on Debo, CJ on McCaffrey, Avante – with some help, maybe with TJ Edwards on Kittle. That's how I'd go about approaching it. Because the Eagles are going to struggle covering people out of the backfield. They have all year. Okay. Still, so imagine Ray Lewis covering Kittle. Dude, that guy Roquan Smith in Baltimore, I think, could cover him. And 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 for the record, one of the things that I want to see. I want to see Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is a great ball player. He ain't Ray Lewis, though. But I want to see him cover Goddard. Goddard's going to take that personal. I want to watch that. That, to me, the, th- the things I'm going to be here, – here, here, guys. I know I got off topic on Hurts and Purdy, and I'll get to Purdy here in a minute. Let me, let me make a note here, finish up on Jalen, then Purdy. I want to watch Lane – Versus Boza. I want to watch Bradbury versus Debo. Now, here's here's something I want to do. You think they'll do you think they'll switch and flip Bradbury and Slay? I don't think Slay. I think Bradbury's had a better year. I know Slay made the Pro Bowl, but is it is, is it me? But I just rather have Bradbury. I think Bradbury's a better player. You know, I I think Bradbury's better. He just, to me, looks like he had a more consistent year from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. I think Slay was good all the way up until, like, the middle of the season. And he was spotty after that. Okay? He's spotty after that. Drew, I think it's a big deal, too. Drew, I thought he missed more time, Avante, but he hasn't. I'm wrong. Okay? But I, I, want to, I want to see either Slay or Bradbury on Debo. I want to see how they're going to cover McCaffrey. And this Kittle, uh, this Kittle battle is going to be a great one. And I do think the Fred Warner and the um, Goddard battle is going to be something to keep an eye on. Tone goes, I'd put Bradbury on Debo and Slay on Ayuk. Yes? Body versus body. Yeah, that's... Tone, you're, 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 you're seeing the same stuff I am here. That's exactly how I – Avante, Avante more on, on a Kittle, and a CJ more on McCaffrey because he's, he's a really good athlete. The kid, um, Garner Johnson's a really good-looking athlete. Seals, who would you double-team? Bozum. I'd have Goddard, and I would have Lane Johnson pound him into the ground. I'd run the freaking ball right at him. I would run at him, run at him, run at him, run at him. If I could take a hammer in the game, 
I would hit him with it. Just keep pounding at this guy. Don't let him get off the and chip him. Have Goddard's a physical dude. Just run at Boza and get this. I'd even do crackback blocks on him legally above the waist. I'd run counter trays at him where you had Goddard coming back and running counter tray blocks on him. Dude, kick his ass. Put his dick in the dirt. Okay, Paul Pelosi hammer. Quite funny, (laughs) but not very. (laughs) Do you see the Eagles double teaming Boza with the tight end and pass pro? Tone, I, I, I don't know that. I think in the run game, they should double team him because I think they should try to wear him out. But I think also, too, that the 49ers are going to test and see how healthy Lane is. He wasn't tested last week at all. The Giants didn't have anybody. Giants had nobody. Okay, they, they really didn't. Avante Maddox being back out there, though, gives you a physical presence across the middle of the field. Okay, that middle's not going to be as wide open when you have a guy like that in there because he's a hitter. Okay. He's a hitter. And when you have a hitter out there and look, you have to understand something about the Eagle defense as good as all the stats are pro football focus ranks them the third worst tackling team in the league. Okay. They're the third worst tackling team. And he he's not a bad tackler. He's a like Hassan Reddick's a terrible tackler. But that's not what he's been designed to do. He's been designed to kill quarterbacks, and he has. To an elite level. To an elite level. Boza will line up against Milata. That's what I would do, Yale. Why would I put my best player against the best player in the O-line and negate that? That makes zero sense. That makes zero sense. I'm finding weakness and attacking with my star. Not negating him. I, I never found, like, if I'm, watch this. If I'm the 49ers, I'm not putting, or if I'm the Eagles, I'm not putting Hassan Reddick over Trent Williams. Why would I do that? I'd put him over the lesser tackle. I'd put him over the right tackle. Let him rush the passer there. Let Purdy see the pressure. Okay? Let Purdy see the pressure. And you could you could do spy blitzes on the backside on Trent. Trent's a really great football player, though. Trent, I'd say this about Milada, Jess. I, I think Milada, if I had to give him a grade this year on the kind of year he had, a B. Like, watch this. For the O-line... And I think it had a lot to do with his injury. I'd say this. Malata had a B. Landon Dickerson had an A. Kelsey A. Say Amalo. I think he played B too. Lane A. Dude, look at that. <laughs> B's an A. Three A's and a B. Dude, you got the. That's as good as it gets. Watch this. I couldn't. There's not an offensive line you could do that to. In the NFL, except, well, the Niners not even. You don't have that kind of talent. Center's decent. Left guard's good. Right guard's okay. Right tackle's okay. Left tackle's spectacular. 
Yeah, and I would say when Zach Martin retires, I think Landon Dickerson's probably going to be the all-pro guy there for the next three seasons. Richard goes, Paisan, you're right on your points. They're just hating. Hey, Richard, always know this. It's okay if they're hating on me. It's called engagement. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> the stuff that people say on my Twitter, Richard, I don't care. That's why I don't respond. If it bugged me, I'd respond, but it doesn't. It just doesn't. They call me every name in the book. They say things about my kid. I don't care. I don't show it to her, <laughs> but I don't care. It, it, it doesn't. It, one of the greatest lessons I learned from Tim, I interviewed Tim Tebow once, and somehow the LSU fans got a hold of Tim Tebow's cell phone number, and they said they were going to do all these horrific things to Tim Tebow's sister and mother. Tebow goes like this. That's football fans in the South. Passionate LSU fans. That's how I look at it. It's all good. No pity. Kidding me? I don't give a shit about that. Pity. (laughs) Richard, it's not a big deal. Okay? (laughs) Joseph, you know better than that. You kidding me? Dude, you think I'm Ben Simmons? (laughs) hey hey uh tone i think some of these people in here think i'm ben simmons (laughs) 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 i'm not ben simmons dude it's shit that few don't you hey the more people talk shit on me the more it fuels me it bugs my aunt okay it bugs my aunt but for me it fuels me it's all good, man. <laughs> That's all right, Bob. It's not a biggie. As long as my kid don't see it, it's all right. <laughs> Jeremiah, it's all right. It's all right. You'd be socked. Anyway, um, let me get back. And you know what? Purdy, here, here, here's the thing with Hurts, too. If Hurts wins the NFC Championship... Do you guys not agree? Let me finish this up. If Hertz wins the NFC Championship, you think they start addressing the money in the bye week of the Super Bowl? Thank you, Brian. Do you? I do. There's nothing left the kid needs to do. He's proved his point. Even to me. He wins that game Sunday. Okay? I'm going to make a point to you guys. I know some of you probably are going to be shocked that I'll say this. If he wins that game Sunday, he's proven a point to me. Okay? He's proven a point. I'm the most difficult person on the planet to change an opinion on. Okay? I had to change my opinion on Lamar Jackson. Okay? If he wins that game on Sunday, Jalen Hurts have proved his point. Okay? Until you say congrats, he beat a backup. I don't think Purdy's a backup. I'll tell you why here in a minute. Okay. Dank. He blocked me. Who? 
Seals, if Hurts wins the Super Bowl, does he run the league? They don't want you, Jeremiah. How are the 49ers and the Eagles not the main show on Sunday? The main show are the two faith Guys, Jeremiah, there's nothing Jalen Hurts can do to be the face of the league. Nothing. They want Mahomes, and they want Allen, or they want Burrow. For whatever reason. Okay? And it'll be a chip on Jalen's shoulder. He'll never be the face of the league. He'll never be. Never be. It's unfortunate. They pick and choose which guy they want to be the face of the league. Mahomes is that guy. Mahomes, rightfully so. He's built the resume up. Okay? He's built the resume. I mean, this guy's going to win his second MVP award. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He's been to five conference championships. Hard not to look at that and go, wow. And now you got Joe Burrow in his second straight AFC championship game, and he was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Tone goes, the only way Hurts becomes the face of the league if he wins back-to-back Super Bowls. Okay, well, let me ask you this. You think Troy Aikman was ever the face of the NFL? Running that kind of offense? You think Troy Aikman was ever the face of the NFL? Winning three Super Bowls in four years. You think he was the face of the Super Bowl? You think he was the face of the league? Look at look at Tom before my time. He ain't okay. Wait, he won four. He won three Super Bowls in four years. Troy Aikman was never the face of the league. They want big number guys. Why? Gamblers love. Gamblers don't like. Well, how how does a fantasy football guy not like Jalen Hurts? The value you get with Jalen, boy, I'll tell you what. The gambling factor may elevate Jalen. I didn't think about that. You know what? The gambling may elevate Jalen. Because fantasy-wise, that guy's got to be one of the top guys if you're a fantasy football, which means prop bets, right? Hmm. Hey, man, gambling may propel him. Gambling may push him up there. Who was the face of the league during the Aikman time? I think it was Michael Vick. I think it was Vic. Let's see. 89-90. Dion? Who was the face of the league during the Cowboy dynasty? It wasn't anybody on that Cowboy team. Was it, it wasn't Sanders. I don't think it was Barry Sanders. That's a great question, Tone. Who was the face of the league at that time? It wasn't Vic, because Vic was a little after that. It wasn't anybody on the Bills. I don't think the... Was it Favre? I think it was Favre. Very good. RJ, RJ. It was Favre. It was Favre. It was Favre. Brett Favre was the face of the league. Yep. During that time, everyone loved Brett Favre. John Madden used to go nuts with him on, on, on broadcast. It was Favre, then Vic. Right. It was Favre, then Vic. That's how the progression went. Right. 
Right. Right. Right. I want to I want to say they made that trade from Atlanta to the Packers in 90 93 does that sound right like that Montana was from Montana was all the way up until 90 I don't think Joe that's hard to say man it was Favre kind of 92 they made the trade yeah he played Favre played during the uh, Cowboy Dynasty Okay. Favre played during the cow the Cowboy Dynasty. Maybe Elway at the end of his career. Okay. But Jalen can't be the face of the franchise. He Tone says he wins back to back. You put him in rare air. Okay. Or 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 this one too, Tone. Two and three years. If they're able to do that. But get this nobody in Philadelphia has ever been the face of the league. Possibly Reggie White. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, possibly. Um, let me let me finish this 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 topic that we threw at you here. Here's why Purdy's got a lot of pressure on him Sunday. This guy shits the bed and implodes. You're back to a quarterback's competition in San Francisco. You may have all three guys back, and it may determine. Who to go out there and go like this? Well, Purdy's a backup. Dude, he looks like a backup quarterback on Sunday. His future is, is back to where it started at the beginning of the season, Mr. Irrelevant. He's the third guy in the conversation for the quarterback next year going into 2023. And he still might keep Garoppolo because Lance is on a rookie contract. Okay, remember, you don't have to get rid of Trey Lance. Trey Lance is on a rookie deal. Jimmy G... Is a free agent. He's probably going to go somewhere. Jets, somewhere like that. I don't know. Wherever. He's going to get a starting job. Could go to Carolina. He could go to Carolina with Frank. He could go to Indy. He's going to have options. Garoppolo needs to go to a team that runs the ball, in my opinion. And what better when you got Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis? Okay? I could see Carson Wentz going back to Carolina. I could see Carson Wentz going to Carolina with Frank. I mean... Like I said, when Carson Wentz was in Indianapolis, the pill popper was so stupid he didn't see he didn't see what he had in front of him. Guy threw for 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 97 quarterback rating, 67% completion percentage. Wentz had a great year and went nine and eight. He lost the Jags game. Well, just get this. Well, the Jags started their playoff run beating the Colts the year previous. They were actually a good team. They had a shitty coach at Urban Meyer. There was actually good football players on that team. Meyer was just a terrible coach. Urban Liar. Absolutely. I know Big Seals be smoke. <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, Brian, right? Jim say Open bottles. Can you imagine an NFL player? So you have open bottle pills of oxycodone, a prescription pad, and $35,000 in your passenger seat. 
when a cop pulls you over. Who are you? I'm Jim Mercer, the owner of the Colts. I'm Dan Cilio, backup defensive tackle for the Colts. I mean, cops. Jim Jim's getting an escort to his house. <laughs> yeah. He's getting an escort to his house. Hey, by the way, the more Jeff Saturday hasn't been denied that job in Indy, the more chances I think he gets that job. I think Jeff Saturday's going to get that job, dude. I think he's getting that job. Why don't you just go like this? No, he's not. He's not a candidate anymore. Nope. He's got Jeff Saturday still. The longer it goes on, the more he's going to get that gig. Jim Mercer's legend. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, this guy, I'll tell you what, vet. You want to go party? Jim Mercer's your guy, man. Can you imagine? Whiskey. Oxys. What, you don't think there's a couple rails involved there? How you doing? <laughs> hey, you don't think there's a couple rails involved with Jim Ursay? Oxys, 30 grand, prescription pads, right? Hey, man, I'll give me one of them rails. <laughs> Cops are coming. I need a rail. <laughs> yeah, Ursay's riding the slopes. Damn right he is, man. Cut that baby up with my credit card. You see that American Express? The black card works the best. <laughs> uh, I would hang out with her and say, yeah, because he'd pick the bill up. That's the only reason. See here? Maniac, the only reason he wants to hang out with her is because he picked the bill up. <laughs> Ursay stuck in the 80s. That's classic, man. That's classic. All right, let me take a time out. We're going to reset, man. We're going to give the predictions you guys pretty much know already. I'm going to do the AFC too. Please do me a favor, guys. I can't wait, man. Championship Friday and Super Sunday coming up on the road to the Super Bowl. AFC and NFC Championship games. Awesome stuff. Please hit the like button. Now we're three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Appreciate you guys coming aboard with us here. Thank you very much. Um, just to reset, just a couple things too, NFL-wise. Um, how about Trent Williams trying to cover for some of the things some of the Niner guys are saying about the crowd at Lincoln Financial going, you know where you sit when you walk into Lincoln Financial. That's Trent Williams, obviously, because he played when he was in Washington. And he made it very clear, okay? He made it very clear that when you roll into that building, dude, be prepared. You're going to go out there and you're going to have to play your ass off. Um, some, I'm going to get to the AFC championship game, but I want to I I finish up on the NFC title game here. I think Jalen's playing for respect. He's playing for respect this weekend. And next, if he's able to get to the Super Bowl or two weeks. Um, but hasn't he been playing for respect his entire career? He was disrespected at Alabama. Okay, when he when he went into the draft, the second pick or the second round pick, nobody really liked it. 90% of the people in Philadelphia hated it. 
he came into this year not knowing if he was the guy that's going to be the 2023 Eagle quarterback. Hasn't he been playing for respect his entire career? Let me make a comparison to you. I've always said this about Tom Brady, and I think, and 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 I think this is what propelled Tom Brady to who he was. And I'll say it again here: Tom Brady was the greatest one and O quarterback that ever lived. He was the greatest one and O. He never looked in the rearview mirror. He never looked forward. He was a present day looking guy. He what was in front of him, where his feet were, were who he was. Okay, he never looked beyond that. Brady didn't play with a chip on his shoulder. Brady played with a lumber yard on his shoulder. This guy had a lumber yard. A lumber yard. Had a lumber yard. Every time the draft comes around, he posts that Ichabod Crane, school teacher looking picture of him when he was at the Combines. Ran a 5-8-40, some shit like that. He was terrible. I mean, Brady Brady is just, he's a guy that throws fuel on the fire just to, I, guys like that make shit up just to keep that fire going. I think Jalen's that guy. I know some of you, some of you guys go like this. Sills, you talk really highly of the guy. But you don't like his style. Hey, NASCAR has 700,000 fans that go to a race every year. Okay? I don't really like NASCAR. But that doesn't mean it's not popular. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. I just have a different style of how I want my team built. That's it. I want to run the ball. And I want to have an effective quarterback throwing it. I want to take advantage of today's rules in the NFL. Okay, that's it. It's not. It's it's never been anything other than that. And plus, I don't think dual threat lasts long. They don't. Traditionally, they do not. Jalen's no different. As a matter of fact, he's been hurt the last two years. It made my point. I told you, some of you guys, oh, so as you said, there wouldn't be 2,000-yard receivers. Yeah, you were right, but I also said Jalen Hurts would never throw for 4,000 yards or 30 touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. Why? Because he got hurt. Yeah, but he would have. No, he wouldn't have. He won't last. As a matter of fact, last the year previous, he missed one game. This year, he missed three. You think that number gets better? With the style he plays? That's only thing. You can't build around Jimmy Garoppolo. Constantly injured. You can't build around him. The trade Lance is in San Francisco because of one thing. Not Garoppolo not winning. Garoppolo won games. He's just not durable. He's not durable. Okay. Jesse, I'm picking the Eagles to win on Sunday. Missed two games. Thank you, Jack. I thought it was three. It's two. You're right. Okay. So, um, 
He can be, he's not a pocket, that's not, he's not a pocket passer though. He's not. Don't say he could be. Because you know what that is? You're talking about potential. Potential is something that hasn't happened yet. It's wishful thinking. He's not. You ran the ball for 268 yards last week. You threw the ball for 154. The Eagles would rather do that. And so would I. He's not going to be a 5,000-yard pass. Just get that out of your mind. You've had one 4,000-yard passer in your entire franchise's history. You have never had a 100-catch receiver, wide receiver, in your history. You're not a passing franchise. You have always been a run-the-ball franchise. Always. You've been a great tight end franchise. Great tight ends have come out of this place. Okay? Let's see here. Last couple teams that have won Super Bowls. Okay? Let's take a look at the Super Bowl list over the last five years. Let's just do the last five years because that's recent. Okay? Super Bowl list of winners. Super Bowl list of winners. Stafford, Brady, Mahomes, Brady. Foles. Brady, Manning, Brady, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight have been drop back quarterbacks. Jalen has a chance to change that. Jalen has a chance to change that. I don't know why fans are obsessed with him being his 4,000, 5,000-yard passer. Watching him, I learned he doesn't have to be. And that's why he'll never be the face of the fran- of the, the NFL. If you're okay with that tone, the Eagles are okay too. But see, Tone, when, you don't, when you're not a 4,000 or 5,000-yard passer, you have to have an intact team. You can't lose Tyreek Hill with a guy who can't throw for 4,000 yards. You can't do that. The thing with Mahomes that made Mahomes so great this year, he lost the best deep threat in the game. Didn't matter. He broke records. It didn't matter. They don't really have a running game. Didn't matter. Okay? If you take the running game and you take A.J. Brown away from Jalen Hurts, what do you have in Philly? If you took the running game, which means O-line and Sanders away, like in Kansas City, You honestly think that Jalen Hurts has the year he had this year? Absolutely not. That kid in Kansas City did. He doesn't have an intact O-line, Orlando Brown, and then some other dudes. He's got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys, and he broke records. That's who he is. He doesn't have to have a complete team. Jalen needs it. If you took the running game away, like I said, and A.J. Brown, and left him with Dallas Goddard, 
He's not throwing for significant yards. They're not winning significant games. That kid is the reason why you pay him $50 million. Is because he covers your deficiencies. He covers all the deficiencies on the team. Do you know Joe Burrow's been sacked 92 times in the last two years? And yet he's in the AFC champion conference championship game two years in a row. Albeit he's got great weapons in Higgins and with Jamar Chase and Mixon. But he's got the 31st worst offensive line in the league. And he's got substitutes in there. And yet they went up to Buffalo and dominated. Why? Because Burrow's special. Hurts can't do that. Again, it's just not who he is. So when you say the obsession, well, it's not so much obsession. It's that quarterbacks like those dudes cover like there's no running back. And there's Singleton's a decent back in Buffalo. He's decent. It's not great. Mahomes is like, right. Mahomes is a magician. Those guys can cover with their exceptional arm talent, can cover problems. The problem with Allen is the thing, if, if, if Josh Allen had Jalen Hurts' brain, he'd never lose a game. Okay, he'd never lose a game. Look at Vlad. Allen sucks, and yet he was 14 and four. He sucks. I don't think 14 and four sucks, dude. I don't think, and he beat Burrow, and he beat, and he beat Mahomes this year. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that guy sucks. Okay. Jalen Hurts has not beat any one of those elite guys yet. Not one of those elite guys. Not one of those dudes. And the thing that Mahomes has is Andy Reid. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great comment about Mahomes. He's like a point guard. He really is. He he's totally like, I mean, if you, you had a he, he's kind of like MJ. I mean, he makes, I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does Scottie Pippen ever win a championship outside of Chicago? Okay. I mean, did he, when he went anywhere else, did he ever win a championship outside of Chicago? I don't think he did. He will be a pocket passer. Niners weak outside numbers. They are. They are. I don't think their corners are exceptional. Okay? I don't think their corners are exceptional in San Francisco. Okay? What happened? Look, look, look at this guy. What happened to Josh Allen? He got beat by Joe Burrow. Don't get beat by Brock Purdy. He, he got beat by one of the elite quarterbacks. That's what happened. Yeah, happens. When you play one of those guys, it could happen to you too. It might happen to Mahomes. As a matter of fact, I think the Bengals are beating Kansas City. I think they're on a mission. They have a better running game. They have a better... 
wide receiving core? Underrated defense? Tell you what, those two defensive ends they have in Cincinnati are good. That kid Bates can hit. He's a player. By the way, their coordinator, hey, yeah, what's the coordinator's name in Cincinnati? He should be a head coach somewhere. Cincinnati's going to go into Kansas City and win. It'll be a fourth time he's beaten Mahomes. And Joe Burrow is back in the Super Bowl again. The Bengals. That guy completely changed the culture around in Cincinnati, Ohio. Do you understand the Bengals are not revered more than the Ohio State Buckeyes? It goes Buckeyes, Browns, Bengals. Maybe Bearcats. He's now with the most popular football team in the state of Ohio. He's going for four wins in a row versus Kansas City and Mahomes. Cincinnati's got a good defense. Cincinnati's an underrated defense. I think they go in there and they establish those wideouts and they get down the field. I don't think they have the defense to stop them. I think Joe Burrow may end up indeed blowing that team out. And that means Joe Burrow would have went like this. Say it comes down to this. Say it comes down to this. Joe Burrow beats Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then turns around and beats Jalen Hurts. That'll go down as one of the greatest runs of all time. Because you're talking about some of the faces of the league and some of the great quarterbacks who had great years this year, and he had to beat them all. Joe Burrow's the face of the league then. Joe Burrow's the face of the league. Face of the league. That's quite a run. Here's what Jalen's run's been. Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, and then he has to play one of them dudes. Not happening. That's why you're the early game. That's why the NFL designated and wrongfully so, wrongfully so, the the early game. You're the warm-up act. Eagles and Niners are the warm-up act to the NFL's number one show on Sunday. It's scheduled that way for a reason. That's why they don't release the schedule until the Monday. There was a reason they waited. They wanted to see who was going to be in the – because if the I, I promise you this. If it would have been Cowboys and Eagles, you would have been the main attraction on Sunday night. You'd have been the main attraction. But because the Cowboys didn't make it, you're the warm-up act. Watch this. Some people don't like to take, but it's because it's real. Well, you thought you were going to be like, I think you should have been. That's not my take. That's the league's take. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, dude, watch this. Jameson, you're 15 and one. You know what it got you? The warm-up act. 
the warm-up act. If the Cowboys had made it, he'd have been the main attraction. Just like they made the Cow- Cowboys and Bucks were the, were the Monday night game. The Bucks? <laughs> the Bucks. I love you, Seals, but I dis... Okay, well, it's... You may disagree, but the league scheduled you that way. This wasn't predetermined. How was that a bad take, Jameson, when the league did it? The league scheduled you as the early game and not the and not the prime time game. You're not the six o'clock game. You're the three o'clock Sunday game. I didn't I didn't schedule you. It wasn't me, man. Yeah, you're great. Hey, both Niners. So both Niners and who had the two best teams in the league or the early game because there's no star power at quarterback to them. To them. I'm not saying this. Star powers in Kansas City. How's that a bad take? It's real. The networks are pumping that up. Sports talk around the country. Everyone leads with that story. Mahomes. Burrow. Not leading with the NFC title game. That's the second story. Wrongfully so. Wrongfully so. I don't think I, I, I don't think it's right. I think the more stars are in the NFC title game, but the quarterbacks rule the day. Why can't people understand this is a business first? Because it's okay, though, Tone. This is what I talk about. That's passion talking. That no one wants to be dissed or no one wants to be looked on as the second city. It's why Philly's always had um, the chip on their shoulder with teams like Dallas and New York and Boston and Chicago to some extent. I think Chicago – Philly's a lot like Buffalo. Always – Never, no, no respect. Okay, great fan bases. Okay, but it's 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 business, man. It has nothing to do with whether or not, dude. Just main attractions, opening acts. I'm telling you, if the Cowboys were in, you'd have been the main attract, dude. That thing would have gotten 65, 70 million viewers. But they're pumping up the afternoon game, the six o'clock game. It's going to be uh, Kansas City and um, Kansas City and Cincinnati. Tell me, does that not show you the power of the NFL? Can you imagine? Hey, Tone, watch this. Can you imagine an NBA Finals, the Kansas City Royals um, versus the Cincinnati Reds in the Super in the World Series? How many people would watch that? Four, <laughs> right? How many people would watch that? The Kansas City Royals versus the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. Four people would watch that. Right? Or or in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Sacramento Kings. Or here, wait. What, what's a what's a the Orlando Magic versus the Memphis Grizzlies? Who's watching that? Two. Two teams. 
No one watches the hey, hey, tone, right? I'm, I'm not wrong with that. NFC will win the Super Bowl. Agreed, Brian. Do you, Brock, will be able to avoid pressure and handle the Lynx pressure? Corinne, I, th- I think they're going to do everything they can to keep him in a rhythm. They're going to try everything and do everything they can to keep Brock Purdy in a rhythm. Okay? And what I mean by that is, dude, no seven-step drops, no looking around down the field. You've got to know where your target is immediately. So there's a lot of school. And what I would do here, if I'm the, if I'm the 49ers and I'm Kyle Shanahan, I have my first 21 play scripted out. And here's what I would do. Got to win first and second down. Get the ball going here. Get Kittle going early. Okay? I wouldn't throw the ball first. One of these two teams are going to do it. There's the team you got to keep an eye on. The team that starts throwing the ball. These are two run-dominant teams. These are teams that don't want their quarterback having high percentage turnover plays. I think the team that scores first has a big advantage in this game. Okay, I think they have a big advantage. Okay, I think the if the Eagles get going here, Kyle Shanahan's going to be more apt to throw the ball more. In my opinion, he's got who's got more offensive weapons, the Eagles or the 49ers? Let's take the quarterbacks out of it. Who, who, who do you think has more skilled players? I don't think this guy Ayuk is off that, off that page where he's not in Devontae Smith's league. I don't think he's Devontae. He's there, though. Okay? Who said Eagles for sure? Well, your tight ends are pushes. Debo's just as good as A.J., McCaffrey's better than anything you got in the backfield. So I don't know what you're talking about when you say Eagles bite. Eagles for sure. That's not true. Okay? By the way, Jason Cole is going to join us, and we're going to talk to him and get his thoughts on the upcoming games. I want to I, – I, I think when you look at both these championship games, I'm going to throw this at Jason here in a second here when we get him up here. Um. I made this point to you guys yesterday, and I want to make this point again. The rosters and how they were built are over in the NFC. There's a ton of talent in the NFC. The quarterbacks are over in the AFC. Now, look, Burrow's on a rookie deal. I understand this. Okay, and that's why you're able to keep a lot of the talent that you have in Cincinnati there. Okay, but... There's two different dynamics here. You got some really great quarterbacks going on in in Kansas City, and you've got two really great football teams in in, in Philadelphia. And personally, I think the winner is going to come out. The Super Bowl winner, I think, is going to end up coming out of the NFC Championship game. I can't wait. I think this is going to be an absolutely fabulous. And by the way, too, I would say this to you. Both coaches, I think, really have a lot on the line here. I think Sirianni, what we said about, you know, the same stuff that Doug was working with here. And now also, I think Kyle Shanahan eventually has to win a big game here. That your take makes no sense. 
not a diss. Back in 2018, the AFC Championship was the early game. Brady was. Okay, well, that's that's not true, Vet, but I appreciate that very much so. All right, let's get to Jason Cole and get his thoughts here. Jason, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you, my friend. No problem. What's on? What's going on, dude? How do you see the NFC Championship game playing out on Sunday? Whoa. Tough call on this one, I got to say. Um, I like the 49ers a lot. Um, I think they're, I think they're the better overall team for what the game is supposed to be, if that makes sense. The problem I have is I'm not sure how Brock Purdy is going to match up with that front, right? Like, how's he going to handle the big bodies who are going to get thrown at him? And how's he going to manage, like, if he gets... If he gets in a negative down and distance situations and they're bringing all those big bodies in that pass rush, like that's a problem for, you know, so this game could go, could easily go Philly's way. And that's why they're favored, but there's something about San Francisco that I really like and the way that they've played here, especially over the second half of the season. I think Purdy, they're actually better with Purdy than they were with Garoppolo. Um, it's way better than they were with Lance. But I think significantly better. The stats show that. You know, they're averaging 10 points more per game um, with Purdy in the lot. But um, I just think that they – he's going up against a defense that can do – can put a hurt on a, on a quarterback. Uh, you, the think other this thing is, is, you think that, this is a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? The weather's good, right? Yeah, so it's I supposed to be like 49. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that helps the scoring in this one a lot. Um, I also think that the 49ers have a tendency to give up a big player too. So the, the one trick in this one is, how good do I really think the Eagles secondary is? Can the Eagles secondary take away all four of those options on a consistent basis? Can they take away McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, and Samuel? Because I think this is the most diverse group of receivers they've probably faced all season. It is. And, you know, like people have problems taking away all four of those guys on a consistent basis. So, you know, look, Philly's really good. They've had the most consistent year of any team in the NFL from the from week one you know, to this week, they have been by far the most consistent team in the NFL. That makes me want to take them and makes me believe they can win a Super Bowl again. But there's something about the 49ers are hot hand right now, and their defense is really, really good. I, I would say this to you, Jason. Here's here here's my mm-hmm. here's my mismatch that I think that that to, to keep an eye on when you're going against the Eagles. I, I they have struggled, and I'm talking Eagle linebackers. They have struggled all year long covering tight ends and backs out of the backfield. And do you know that the 49ers are 12 and one since the McCaffrey deal? And that just makes it even more so. That makes Kittle a weapon. And T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White. Now they get Avante Maddox back. They just announced it that he's going to play back there. So you might bring him down, but that opens it up for Samuel going across the middle and. 
all year and, long. And Ayuk has played, yeah, and Ayuk has played better, way better since Purdy took over. Um, he's, Ayuk, both Ayuk and Kittle have played much, much better since Purdy got there um, because Purdy knows how to use, the, you know, he depends a lot on using the middle of the field. You know, the difference is, again, big, gigantic bodies um, against a small quarter. I mean, look, he's a small dude, man. He's 5'11", 6 feet tall. He's not a big dude. Now, he's different. Um, he's a processor, like, unbelievably smart as an athlete. I'm not talking about, you know, I don't know if he's intellectually gifted. I'm just talking about from an athletic standpoint, you know, being able to to read and, and function and know your answers. He's a genius at that. The, the rest of the ability is all average. The athlete, you know, the arm talent is average. The accuracy is probably double plus, but the size and the running ability and all that kind of stuff, the arms, the arm talent, pretty much average. Jace, how much is it the influence of Kyle Shanahan too, and how Kyle uh, formulates an offense and puts guys in, I mean, Look at the different play calling. You go from Trey Lance, RPO guy, back to Garoppolo, like, overnight. And then you have a different situational play calling because, obviously, lack of experience, and you bring him along. And like you said, his arm talent's not exceptional. He floats some balls, but I'll tell you what he is. He's pretty accurate, and he processes the information Mm -hmm. as well as anybody. And Bill Walsh told me years ago, Dan, it's not about the arm strength, and it's not about – really anything in the arm. It's about the feet and processing the information. You think he'll be overwhelmed by it going into Philadelphia on Sunday? No, I don't think this kid gets overwhelmed by anything. I, I, I think he's, he's going to handle it mentally. The question is, does he handle it physically? Like, I'm just telling you, like he's a way, way, way better player than Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo huh. is a good, solid starter. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, but for what they try and do, and yes, some of it's Kyle's, you know, the way that Kyle designs an offense for his quarterback. That helps a lot. Don't get me wrong. But this kid, exactly what you just talked about, he processes information incredibly quickly, gets through information incredibly quickly, has a plan when things get break down. Uh, like they had a third and 10 and they didn't and and Shanahan didn't get the play in on time last week total bust of you know of a play and Shanahan was like you know, you know he was thinking about calling timeout but it was third and 10 so why waste it you know probably not going to convert anyways pretty gets the line just calls a play and they and gets through it none of the other players knew like none of the players had any idea that Purdy didn't know what the play was supposed to be he just called something and got him through it and you know in a high pressure situation against a really good team in dallas that you know runs and pursues and and you know under high pressure for him to not show any you know like even flinch and worry about it and say you know i don't guys i don't have the play caller you know like go a little bit nutso in the huddle just just a tad just go, okay, we got to play through. Just get it done. Let's go. The, the, the kid is way beyond his years in terms of, of um, the emotional intelligence it takes to handle playing in this league. Jason, has a has a rookie ever taken a team to the Super Bowl and 
I, I, I can't think of well, one. Well, there's, there's, there's the four, there's four guys. Roethlisberger made, you know, made the championship game. Huh? Didn't right. didn't right? Uh, Flacco made a championship game. Mark Sanchez made a championship game. There's another guy who was a second round pick. They're all pretty high round picks. I don't think anybody's made it to the Super Bowl. You know, Brady is a second year player made it. Um, first year. Uh, Mar- Marino was a second year player when he got yeah. there. Yeah, he yeah. Was second year, and yeah, but he had taken over pretty much during as as a rookie, and then you know obviously exploded as in his second year in the league. I mean, like th- this kid beats every odds maker you can possibly imagine. The only story close to Brock Purdy is Kurt Warner. Yeah. And and Kurt was just a big, you know, Kurt's a bigger man and really, really tough too, right? And had been around the league for a few years before he got to this point. Cut five times. Yeah, cut five times, but you know, super accurate and learned a long yeah. way. This is this kid's doing Kurt Warner stuff as a rookie. Like it really, and you know, look, it, he may turn into a pumpkin on on Sunday. It could happen. But for what he's done, I mean, he's established himself. He's the starter next year going in. Um, and they're, they're going to let Garoppolo walk. He's not coming back. And, you know, they'll probably try and do what they can to trade Trey Lance at this point in time. Or they um, could keep him. He's still on a rookie deal. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, but like, are you really going to tr- – are you going to move a guy who hey, – Jason, are you going to move a guy that you surrendered three three number ones for for a third rounder? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, if you don't think he can play, like, like I'll say this, Brock Purdy has made people forget the fact that, um, I don't think Trey Lance can play. Um, I'm with you. And sometimes you just have to write off your mistakes. Um, and you just do it. And the only thing to me that would impede Brock Purdy from being the starter next year is, do they get somebody better? Like, do you go out and get Tom Brady. Brady? Yeah, and I don't think Brady's coming here. I don't. I don't know if Brady's even playing next year, but I don't think he's coming here. You know, or are you, you know somehow going to get Aaron Rodgers? I don't think Green Bay's doing that. Um, but you know, maybe Rodgers forces his way into it. Like to me, that's the only way that you move on from Brock Purdy at this point in time. Let me go to the AFC. Um, man, I just every time I look at the matchups and I I go across the board, Jason. I see the Bengals going into Kansas City and winning that game. I mean, there's one. I, I mean, the exception is that you know Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa. That's your problem. Like that's that's your left side of your line, right? <laughs> so, you know, or, you know, this. But he's State. looking to go four and zero versus Mahomes. I mean, I, I understand. I understand that, but you know, you don't have two offensive linemen. We saw what you know. Look, we saw what what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl when he didn't have his offensive lineman, right? And, and, and you know, granted, it was the offensive tackles, but, you know, this is a rough thing if, if those guys can't play. Um, so we'll see. But they were bad at the beginning of the season when their offensive line was bad. They were really bad at the beginning They're of the season. They were too. Yeah, they were playing ugly football. They were playing ugly football for pretty much the first four or five weeks. Uh, and he had a lot of picks. Now, if those two offensive linemen were healthy, I'd say, yeah, I, I like Cincinnati a lot in this game. But I, those two offensive linemen caused me hesitation. You think KC wins? 
I'm still going with Cincinnati because the the Mahomes injury worries me a lot. So I'll still go Cincinnati, but this is a game that I don't know how it's going to play out. Like if these are the kinds of injuries that make you go, yeah, I I don't know how the game plays out. Like I remember, you know, before the Kansas City, you know, the Super Bowl against Tampa, I thought, okay, they have enough ability to get around the two injuries. And I was so terribly wrong. I mean, that game, you know, aside from the fact that Tampa just really ran it down the Chiefs' throat, I mean, in that game, you know, the fact that once they got behind, you know, and and Tampa was able to tee off on the Kansas City offensive line, that game got ugly in a hurry. So, I, you know, you just don't know with offensive linemen how ugly a game can get in a hurry. You know, like who's who's taking Chris Jones? I know. I, 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 he's going to be a factor in that middle, right? You know, like Alex Jones changes changes games, and all of a sudden Frank Clark looks a whole lot better. You know, Frank Clark's still not bad, but he becomes a, a you know a superior force if you know if you know you don't if you can't block him and you got to account for Jones. I mean, the, so I just don't know how the game's going to play out, but. Yeah, if the teams were healthy, uh, even with Mahomes healthy, I'm try- I'm probably taking Burrow at this time because he's just killing people. Like what they did to Buffalo last week, I was stunned. Oh, they just—I mean—and and I thought, okay, Cincinnati. The game was never close, Jace. All right, I thought the game. I thought Cincinnati was going to win the game, but it was going to be, you know, neck and neck down the fourth quarter. It wasn't a game. Like it was what they did was surgical to, to, to Buffalo. They just destroyed them. And if that's, what's going into Kansas city, I'm betting hard on the Bengals and not actually betting, you know, I I don't bet, but you know, I would say, you know, all in, I would be all in on the Bengals. My hesitation is the two offensive linemen. Two last questions. Are you buying that Daniel Hackett is sort of the spider's web to get Aaron Rodgers? restructuring his contract and playing with the jets didn't get him to denver and i aaron Rodgers of yeah. west coast uh, number one didn't get him to denver last year which was a better team i thought um if Rodgers was gonna leave and number two Rodgers a west coast guy like uh, he could try this but i'll say this his, his way of dealing with the media Ain't gonna fly in New York. No way. They will destroy him in New York. Those cryptic messages are not gonna fly on, on the East no, Coast. No, he like can. That. He can. He can do all the. You know, and, and at the end of the day, if he's good, it doesn't matter. So you you say that if he if he plays really good, but they're not putting up with his stuff in no. New, in New York. You know, he, get he, gets a, he gets away with it in Green Bay. Um because it's green bay it's a soft market but you try that stuff with, with those people like it's just gonna get really negative in a hurry for him and i'm not sure yeah and he's just got i mean i love aaron i love watching aaron Rodgers play but man does he have thin thin skin i mean just it's like it's like onion paper thin it's just so bad yeah but jace isn't it like far 2.0 at the end it's like Favre 2.0, coming, going, not coming. Hey, do this, do that. I'm like, 
Jesus criminy. It's like it's like they're enabled by it's the same behavior on the way out the door. Kind of. Um yeah, I mean it's kind of um Favre was a little more reckless in his lifestyle. Is that a fair way to put it? Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, disregard for, you know, social norms. Um, Rogers is a little bit just weirder. You know, he just, you know, like, uh, you know, I love me some West Coast, but, like, he's just, he's been burning way too much incense, man. I mean, like, really. <laughs> You know, Final I, question. Yeah, there you go. Um, is there a real big market for Brady in the offseason? Yeah, why not? I mean, real real big depends on whose perspective. Like, are Really, at the fans? end of the day, Jason, there was just the Chargers and the Bucks that offered him true money. I mean, now yeah, he's the, over. The, the, no, the Raiders offered him money. Yeah, the Raiders it. were in it for two weeks. Yeah, and then he realized it was Mark Davis, and you know, uh, you know, and I don't. And look, it's not about money with that guy; it's about can he win. Could you see him in Miami? I could see him in Miami. I could see him in Las Vegas. I could see him back with Tampa, depending on what the situation looks like. Um, and I could see. I don't. I have no idea how to gauge this. I could see him quitting. Now, quitting to me is. I talked to somebody really close to him who thinks he's going to quit um, but doesn't know for sure. And the thing, and this was before, you know, the, obviously the end of the season. And when he has to go home and there's no football to get ready for during a week, what weighs on his mind? Right. Right. Like, how, you know, like, I mean, you know, look, I know he's got a girlfriend or, you know, he he doesn't want for for affection or attention, right? Like he's going to get plenty of that if that's what he wants, right? But are you miserable in your life when you have to go home? And how does that does that misery play in your mind to say I need to go play and compete to get away from this, or do you have something else to do that will get you away from it, right? Like, and right now, not only do you have the misery of not playing the misery of dealing with, you know, your, your family life, which is, you know, which is all splintered. And on top of that, you got this stupid Bitcoin thing that's in the background of everything, which is a giant pain. Right. Um, I just kind of look at it and say, you know, does he at a certain point say, I got to play just to get away from all this negativity in my life. Um, because I'm not ready to, you know, I, I'm I'm not ready to leave that behind. I'm not ready to step into the booth with Fox and do this yet. Um, I, I I just don't know. Absolutely, Jace. It's going to be a great championship Sunday. Absolutely awesome catching up with you, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, Jace. All right, be good. Thanks. You man. got it, Jason Colder. Please do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. 
and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MessaLaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Solano, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. So, hey, all Eagle fans, um, Jerry Jones wants Mike McCarthy to be the head coach of the Cowboys for the next 29 years. So you're going to dominate the NFC East for the next 30 years. Eh. 
No worries, man. No worries. You'll own it. About Bart Scott coming out saying Hurts is not a star. Why would Bart Scott say that? That Jalen Hurts is not a star. I don't know about you. Guy wins home field advantage, puts up an MVP season. That's a star. No matter what I think. No matter what style of football I like. He must not have thought Michael Vick was a star. Hertz has done more. Oh, wait. I think Vick, if I'm not mistaken, CTE says Tone. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Vick got to an NFC championship game uh, versus Green Bay. I think he got to an NFC title. I, I think he got to one. I think, he, I think he got to one when he was in Atlanta. Am I right? Oh, Philly beat him. That's right. That's right. Philly beat him. Wasn't Green Bay. He beat Green Bay. He beat Green Bay. He beat Green Bay on the... If I'm not, yeah, he beat him in Green Bay. Beat him on the road, and then Philly beat him. That's right. That's exactly right. That's right. Philly beat him. Dude, I think... I, I, hey... Is 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 Jalen Hurts as dynamic as Vic? No. Does Jalen Hurts win more than Vic? Boy, why do I say yes? Why do I why do I think when everything is said and done, Jalen Hurts will maybe not be as electric as Michael Vick, but he'll win more. Is that fair? I, I, he's not as electric, but see, he's smarter. He he understands the game more. Is he as, as athletic? No. Is he as fast? I don't think so. You know, Jalen's deceptively quick. You know, Vic just looked like, with his strides, Vic just looked like, you know, he was just running full. Vic ran, didn't Vic run four twos and shit, four threes? Jalen's like a 4-4 guy, 4-5 guy. He's not that. He, he's, he's, he's not. He's, he, he's a glider kind of. All right. I would say this to you here on, on Sunday, one more time, NFC title game. I think 27-24, Philadelphia wins. I think it's a fourth quarter football game. I think the tight ends are going to be exceptionally Important to keep an eye on. I think third down, the winner of third down and rushing yardage is going to win this ball game. Turnovers, obviously, that's a cliche. Who wins a turnover battle? It's at home. It's not going to be exceptionally cold. So weather's not really going to be a factor. Purdy's in another environment. He's a young player. I mean, eighth start. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care what you think. That's not a lot of starts. Okay, and it's an NFC championship game. And I have to think that ass beating that they got by the Bucks has to play a factor in what not to do. If the Buccaneer game taught the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Sirianni and Steichen and Gannon anything, it's what not to do. Okay, so to me, 
they win this game. Would I be stunned? And I don't want to hedge my bets here, and I'm not. But um, this is going to be a, a really great slugfest. Could, I think it's going to be the game of the weekend. Over in the um, AFC, I think you're going to be shocked. I got 30-24 Bengals on the road. They go in there and they win. Joe Burrow is everything that's advertised. He, dude, what a run. Allen, Mahomes, and now he's got to get into a game with Hurts. The Super Bowl will be Bengals and Eagles in Glendale. Wow. I cannot wait. Don't forget, if you don't follow me now, please do over on my Twitter page, at Dan Salio Show. What an absolutely spectacular week. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it very much. Tone, you were great. Xander, awesome stuff. Till Monday, 3 to 6 Eastern, it'll be a championship Monday. Who wins the conference titles? Have a great football weekend. Catch you Monday. See you on the flip side. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.